Hello and welcome to the Ace Space, where we have a new episode or any type of episode that we haven't done before. Myself and Dan Meanley are currently at the CUV European Championships for beach volleyball We're in Yermola in Latvia, and it's the final day of competition. A good competition, Dan, as well. It's been a really exciting one so far, Louis, and this is a yeah historic moment. The Ace Space. We're recording it in person, which it's... in coronavirus times is quite a feat, actually. This is not being recorded remotely yes <laughs> all right first all time right. first time for everything um so it's a pleasure to to be here uh dan with you it's your first european championship for beach volleyball where you've been on site it's my first beach volleyball event in person just overall so yeah quite an experience amazing what have you learned what's been the highlights um for you um i've just like loved watching how differently each team plays that's something you really notice in person that i just watching TV, you don't really pick up as much, but the strategy and the style of play for each team. Interesting game. Very, very unique, very unique. Yeah, I mean, it's been a great week. It's been been a week where I think volleyball can be celebrated. The organizing committee, uh, the local organizing committee have done a fantastic job to actually get this site back on track after, I don't know if anyone would have seen on social media or um, online, that there was high winds, so the tide came right up into the stadium and flooded all the courts on Thursday. So just to get to the finals today was some effort. Yeah, we had to go to alternate venue, play there for a day, play tons of matches each day. They completely rebuilt the stadium. It was like destroyed. Yeah, they did. It was done. Did a great job, and also from a outside perspective, the CV have done an incredible job to make sure that. This uh, tournament was COVID safe um, during a pandemic to make sure that players came in, myself included, yourself included as well, wasn't it? We were tested. Yeah, we um, all got some, two tests, two yeah, tests coming two, in. Yeah. Two tests uh, in isolation um, for eight hours before being allowed to the venue. So uh, COVID safe beach volleyball is um, is a thing and hopefully it's a, it's a way of a short term future. And, but not you know, now, now we know it's possible. So hopefully that sets a precedent in the future. For sure. Um, should we talk about beach volleyball? Yeah, let's get to it. All right, guys, amazing win today. Really incredible stuff. You fought back after losing that first set. What was the key to that win tonight? Oh my God. <laughs> I really don't know what to say. I, I think it was a very tough game. Uh, they served like hell. And we just knew we had to keep going, keep going, keep pushing. And yeah, we were so happy about that. Um, <laughs> women's competition, fantastic result really for um, Switzerland. Anouk Verger Dupree, uh, Joanna Heydrich have just won Switzerland's first medal at a European Championships, or first gold medal, sorry, at a European Championships since 2004. Um, they overcame the underdogs Kim Behrens um, and her partner Sinja Tillman, who work with uh, Thomas Kashmark. Uh it's a good final. Yeah, it was a good final. Uh, honestly, I was standing there on, on the sideline, no idea who was going to win. I was running from one side of the court to the other, ready to do the interview, but uh, yeah, we, we it was tough to see. It went right down to the wire. Both teams were so evenly matched, and which is great for a kind of surprise final like this, because let's be honest, it was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, for, for me, um, the Swiss have been on my radar for some time. Um, after the Olympics in 2016, uh, Verschet Dupree was playing as a blocker, um, as was Heydrich, but the Swiss coaches decided to put them together. Um, 
and turn Versha Dupree into a defender. Um, it's taken time to get her to that level of understanding the game in defence, but the coaching team, I think, of, um, yeah, Florian Cole, um, he was there with them today, Sebi Back, Christoph uh, Diekman, uh, Philip Gabatullo have done a great job in uh, Versha Dupree, and today I think we saw the future of what women's volleyball could be, a 6-1 defender and a 6-3 blocker winning the major championships is, is a new one, but they were very good. Yeah, to be that effective behind the blocker, is something you don't see out of people on either side of the uh, of either gender very often, and it was quite a contrast to the German team too. Yeah, the Germans um, quite quite a lot smaller, weren't they? Five nine, five ten, I think both of them. And, and well, I was I was taller than both of them, so oh, <laughs> yeah, really? can't be that tall. I, I probably wasn't. Um, yeah, Tillman and Behrens, um split block, which is something we don't see so often nowadays. Um, specialized positions coming. Um, into the sport on a more often occurrence and not. Um, interesting game. Like They both struggle with passing at times, the Swiss especially to start with. Um, but the Germans really tried to play off the net, tried to make Heydrich break, tried to shoot around it when it was a bit tighter, tried to tr evade the block for long periods of time where the Swiss were trying desperately to get the ball on the net, which is easier said than done for them to go over the top. Um, and it went to wire 16-14, wasn't it, last set? Yeah, yeah, I believe. Yeah, went into overtime in a tiebreak, which is something you love to see, see in a final. It, we saw about a couple instances. Uh, I think the tournament kind of built as it went on. The best games were were saved for the end because we saw tiebreaks uh, on the men's side as well. Yeah, we we did, and a, a big shout out to Barons and Tillman for that second place because they didn't even know before we jumped to the men's that they were into this competition um, until the week before. Um, Injuries to other German pairings. They sat at Germany 5, so it shows the strength and depth in German beach volleyball. Uh, but at the same time, it shows... Yeah, it's just br brilliant that they got here at this time, in these conditions, a week's notice, and they upset the field to, to take that place. And they're not funded by the German Federation, which is impressive. And that was kind of a, the story of the tournament, I feel. Is there's, there's some special situations, unlikely pairings... But stuff that ended up working, right? Yeah. Like players that you know you wouldn't think of together, like Karen Bula Windish on the men's side, and, and the two Germans who didn't, yeah, like you said, didn't even know they were going to play, yeah. and played really well, adapted to different opponents. Like you were saying, I think the their game against the Swiss girls was way less aggressive than it was against yeah. some of the other opponents they played. They were they were swinging a lot less, and you know playing playing angles, playing shots, going for the hands. Uh, so, you know, respect to them. I think they're, uh, they're a team to keep an eye on for next year. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully that, that for them, they, they get some bit more yeah, uh, love from the Federation and, and stuff like that. Um, I think before we go on to the men's, we have to give a shout out to the Russians who, who took that bronze, um, Holomina. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I haven't got my laptop in front of me now, so Mag uh, read this over. I want to hope that's right. Um, if not, apologies. Um, twice under 22 European champions. The future's bright for Russian volleyball. Um, and finally, before we move on, uh, a shout out to Lara Ludvik, who's yeah, won more European championships than any other beach volleyballer on four, suffered from that back injury yesterday. Um, and she said at breakfast today, she was like, it's because I'm getting old. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, this is how yeah, it is. Yeah, but... <laughs> You have to feel for her because uh, it made a bit of a difference in that in that quarterfinal, um, and yeah, 
hopefully she returns soon because uh, the game is is a hundred times better with her playing in the later stages as well. Yeah, and and the Russian team too for being so young, very calm and collected, uh, an excellent re- receiving team I thought as well. Yeah, they like, they certainly were. They were um, passing really well. They have the right mixture. They read the game quite well, don't they? Holomina on the backcourt. Yeah, a very uh, yeah very strong. No, they were super impressive, and yeah, going forward, probably Russia's main team. Yeah, absolutely. Macroga's over, and Kolomina. There it um, is. There it is. Found, <laughs> found it. Yeah, they, I think in beach volleyball, the, the Vikings are, in the men's are a rare breed, the likes of Stoyanovsky being so successful at a young age. In the women's, it's slightly different. The, yeah, it takes a bit of time at, at the moment, so for them to be playing at, a high, at that high level at a young age is, is very impressive there. Are there any other young teams at the tournament on the women's side you thought were impressive? Anastasia Klavchanica, another young team at the start of their career, European Championships. Didn't quite happen for them uh, this week. I didn't catch the game on the outside course, but, but you did, and they had a big support, didn't they? Yeah, there were a lot of Latvian fans. They weren't allowed kind of in the playing area, but still, still coming, driving out, uh, lining up along the fence, cheering for their teams. Unfortunately, Gradina Kravchenoka, that wasn't their best game. I think they uh, they kind of were a bit sloppy at a bad time, which is too bad because the rest of the games they played previous to that, very, very strong. Uh, tough Italian team, though, with uh, an experienced Italian team with uh, Toth and uh, yeah. Menegati. Menegati won this competition in 2011. Um, so no, it's no embarrassment to be beaten to, to 16 and 13, although that is a is a bit of a drumming, but they always impress me when I see them play over a course of a tournament. Um, another team I really like, um, Plessé and Ricard from France. Um, not the biggest, but they get up and bang ball, so they're there maybe to, to keep an eye on. But and, and they're really fun to watch too. They're yelling, screaming, yeah. like just after every single point, yeah. there's a new... Uh... Absolutely. Oh. I um, I also spoke to Marquise Lakova earlier on in the week, and what she found out is, is that nowadays... It's just so open, which I guess is why we can see a yeah, C10 from Germany make a final, or we, we don't know, we can't call that final four, because when you look at Meningardi Orsitov, they could have easily have come through Russia, but Russia beat them to 16 and 13. It could have been the other way. Dienek Schneider experienced, lost out to Herman over Slikova. Like, it is very, very open, and you think the number one seeds in the women's event, uh, Hubli and Betchart, who took a fourth uh, last year at the World Championships, they got binned in round two to Behrens and Tillman to 15 and 18. So that's great for Behrens and Tillman, but again, when the team who took a fourth at the World Championships are crashing out, it could be for a variety of reasons, you know, like these, these competitions come at a different time for every team, where usually in non-COVID situations, teams would be peaking for this event and their, their approach and their preparation for events would have probably a bit more rhythm and a bit more routine to it. Right. I mean, not every team had the same training environment throughout the summer. Not all. Some teams were able to train earlier than others due to restrictions. So that does create a kind of interesting side scenario. Uh, another factor that you have to consider when you look at the results. But, you know, the teams looked really good playing. Like, I don't think anyone was completely out of shape. No one was that sloppy. Everyone was playing good volleyball. So the overall level of play was high, but you could see maybe that being a factor. Yeah, you certainly don't lose it. Although I'd say that Germany are always going to be around the quarterfinals with, with three teams, no matter what. But Kozik, um, Ludwig, Dienek Schneider, Behrens Tillman, they've all played a lot of German tour this year. They've all played a lot of the Beach Liga as well. 
And maybe when it comes to the likes of the Swiss Tour or French Tour, they, they might not have the same access to competition, but it's fair playing field, as you said. They all look pretty pretty solid, but it'll be interesting to see what happens next season. Men's? Let's move on to the men. All right, guys, three for three, three gold medals in a row at the European Championships. How does it feel? <laughs> I don't know. It feels uh, it feels so amazing. Um, it's been a really tough year, uh, no tournaments, and uh, uh, we're so so happy that uh, CDB put on the show here, and we were uh, able to come here and play the European Championship under these circumstances. Uh, and to pull it off with the victory, the third victory in a row, I mean, it's, uh, it's insane. I don't know if we uh, realize what we have actually done. So guys, you played the entire tournament without dropping one set the entire time. How do you maintain that level of dominance? I don't know actually. Uh, we just play good ball and we do our best every match. Uh, we played better and better during the tournament and in the final we, uh, we had the best game ever. Uh, a little bit slow start in the first set, uh, but we keep pushing and, uh, and we won. It's crazy. Do you have any messages for the fans watching? Uh, yeah, I mean, thank you so much for everyone watching uh, at home in Norway cheering for us. Uh, we hope that we can have more volleyball and television soon and more sports in general. I mean, uh, we, we really miss playing uh, in front of people like this here on this arena. So, uh, yeah, just really thankful for uh, the opportunity here in, in Latvia. Congratulations, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mate, what a final four that was in the men's competition, by the way. Eagerly anticipated uh, rematch. I I'd say that the players might call it a bit differently, but I feel like Russia, uh, Krasonikov, Stoyanovsky and Mol Sorum could be the new um, Bauhauser, Rogers versus Emmanuel Ricardo from like the 2000s, Brazil, USA, just every week battling it out in these thrillers, taking the sport forward. And it's pretty exciting for me to... Um, Call that game tonight, as I always feel that when the Vikings play Russia, it's a bit of a special occasion. Yeah, I mean, you could see the anticipation building kind of throughout the weekend because everyone could see that matchup coming in the finals. I mean, both those teams were playing so well going into that, uh, going into the finals. And even at the, and at the beginning, Russia was looking better than the Vikings for sure. Uh, Stoyanovsky was huge at the net, wrapped a couple of uh, hits from Mole. Uh, Christian Lekov. They took a 7-2 lead, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. I think it was 7-2. I could be wrong. Um, kudos to Cora Moll. Big, big game plan, I think. Um, won't go into too much on the A space. But <laughs> in, in my opinion, I saw some really good serving and blocking strategies from the Vikings. And it really minimised uh, the effectiveness of, of uh, Christian Lekov today. I saw Anders Moll go with a spread block mm -hmm. a few times. Mm -hmm. Which, uh, you know... Always gets always a nice highlight when uh, when they spread block for the uh, for the kill block. Yeah, in, in Andersmole you've got the guy who who reads the game best. So he he knows angles. He's been taught angles from a an age, and he made one on Stoyanovsky when or uh, Stoyanovsky passed high and off the net, and uh, he had no line. And I think Andersmole saw it really late, and he just dropped his inside hand into the seam, and took it away from Stoyanovsky, and that was um. That was one of the highlights of the game because Stoyanovsky thought he was going to brush it past Mole, but yeah, Mole's a monster. As is Stoyanovsky. I mean, Stoyanovsky was also very, very good this evening. Like, 
it was it was a high level first set to say the least. Yeah, extremely extremely fun to watch. Very high level. A couple, both both sets though towards the end, a, a few unforced errors from Russia. I thought, and that made the difference. Yeah, I feel that they um they managed to get into Kostilnikov's head a little bit tonight. Um, in their serving and blocking yeah, patterns. Yeah, for sure. Um, and forced a few errors from him that you wouldn't necessarily see, but some of it was because they were forcing it. Not so much for serving bombs, but serving good placement and good areas and taking areas away from his offense, which was which was fun. Yeah, exactly. How do you differentiate between it, an unforced error in beach volleyball, right? Because there's not a ton of completely unforced errors. A lot of the time, it's... The other team taking away something from you so you're forced into an uncomfortable position mm -hmm. or just messing with the approach tonight was was key that bringing them in quite short um underneath the block um was pretty key um christian sorum highlight for me actually was the first set i think vikings were 1918 down in the big rally krasilnikov made the dig shot high line and christian sorum laid out for the high line uh, made a great dig and then rainbowed it short you'll see it on the cv highlights i saw him in the go it was, it was gnarly he was um he was yeah. pretty good tonight as well. So I've noticed teams pretty like they're very much avoid serving Christian Sorum, which you know if you're just a casual fan you might think oh Anders Moll six foot seven, like huge vertical unstoppable. Probably not as good as, uh, and then so why are they uh, why are they targeting Moll instead of Sorum a lot of the time? Um, good question. One thing is that Sorum's been served for the last two seasons, um, and he started out at like. I'd have to ask the Vikings, 85%, 80%. So high range side out, but you're completely right. Since the end of last season, Anders Moll was making like one block every five points for the Vikings. So the turn-up's been, I think, serving Anders Moll. Actually, I know this because I spoke to a Russian coach um, a few months ago. Serving Anders Moll because he's blocking, because he's serving. And maybe if you serve him, he's, he's going to side out at a high percentage but you might be able to exhaust him so he doesn't make as many blocks. Right, you need every every little advantage, every little strategy you can get against the Vikings because they're so methodical, they're so collected, they're yeah. so precise, they're so technical. It's, it's, it's hard to find any uh, any chink in the armor. Best team ever. Yeah? yeah. Is that, that officially being declared on the ace space? Yeah. yeah. I am... Um... Well, they will be by the time they finish their careers. Um, although I do believe this Russian team and also the German team are going to run them very close. I just think that Sorum and Moll are uh, taking the game to a new level and now everybody else is going to be catching them up because they're going to be watching and imitating and doing their own thing. As sport does, right? You watch Liverpool in the Premier League, people are going to be figuring out what they've done and they're going to try and imitate them and push them close or do something to counter it. It's just the way the sport goes. People pioneer it, other people catch up and take over. Yeah, and another thing I noticed about the... Uh, one thing you notice about this match is that very young. I think all the players, except for Krasilnikov maybe, under 25. Uh, so, you know, beach volleyball sport that usually players don't peak until a little later. Just because you need to have... It's such a skill-based sport that you, uh, you need to pick up those skills with reception and, and shots and angles and everything. So, yeah. Two teams in this in the finals that were young. And then also, of course, we have... Uh, Tale Vickler as well. Down, left this tournament a bit early, but yeah, three young European teams. So yeah. you could see the next, uh, the 2020s, kind of a lot of medals for Euro the European men, I think. Yeah, difference is, is that uh, 
you players mature because they learn how to read the game, where uh, Christian Sora and Anders Moe have been taught how to read the game from a young age, and it's quite impressive to see how quickly they've they've taken that skill. And I think as beach volleyballs progressed, people are stopping to look at the little things like passing technique. Yeah, they they work on passing technique, but they're not worrying about all the little things. They're looking at the bigger picture all the time um, and reading the game and linking it all together. And I think that's what the Vikings have done well, extraordinarily well, really. They're not just blocking line, defending angle the whole game. They're making a read on what they see. And it's impressive. You mentioned Tolle Vickler. They were unlucky this week because Nikolai Lupo took the bronze. But they got the rough end of the seeding because Nikolai Lupo lost to Belarus in a game that they really should not have lost in their first round, which meant they went round out of their pool as third place, which meant that they met first place from another pool in the first round. So what we had was a semi-final um, pretty much in round one. Um, so something had to give there. Nikolai Lupo took that 15-12 in the last. So you have to feel sorry for Tolle Vickler because they won their pool. They did everything that was asked of them. But... Nikolai Lupo didn't win their pool. They come third in their pool. And then you had what could be an Olympic semi-final or final later on down the line um, in the first round of a European Championship. So something had to give. And I feel a bit sorry for Tolle Vickler because, uh, yeah, you never know what could have happened with a bit of a bit of a different draw. Yeah, uh, Nikolai Lupo kind of had an interesting path to the bronze here because, yeah, they lost that game against Belarus. Then they were... Down in the second set against uh, Germany, not Tolle Wickler, but the game before that, they were down on the first. They were lost the first set, down in the second, you know, squeezed out a win. And at that point, you're like, we're not thinking <laughs> anything yeah. about bronze. Yeah. But then you know, then they beat Tolle Wickler, and you know, they kept winning and winning and winning. And you know, actually gave the Vikings probably the best uh, best game of the entire tournament, yeah, in my opinion. I agree. Well, you watch, you look at their their way through Nikolai Lupo. Tolle Vickler, uh, second in the World Championships. Clavins Toch, already qualified for the Olympics with Nikolai Lupo. Um, and then Kantor Wozniak in round three. That's a tough route to a uh, final four for Nikolai Lupo. So they did it the hard way. Um, Kantor Wozniak, I thought, does a bit of a dubious uh, end to that game. But I really did think that Kantor Wozniak, after making the semi-final last year, pulling out due to injury, um, Having spoke to their coach today, Spiros felt a bit unlucky, um, but Cantor Wozniak, two years in a row, just haven't quite got the rub of the green. Yeah. Remember, they were three or four points up against the Vikings in the semi-finals in the tiebreaker last year in Moscow. So their time, um, yeah, maybe coming next year. Yeah, I mean, an incredibly dangerous team. Uh, very athletic, very quick. Play with a lot of heart. Play with their heart on their sleeves, for sure. Uh yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see from them. They're 28, 28 years old, both of them. Yeah, so they still still, still can improve in a lot of ways. And, and uh... Big results for Klattegabri from Switzerland. A fifth for them is a great result here. So guys, congrats on the win. It's been a, it's been a pretty good uh, couple of weeks for you here. First the win at King of the Court and now on to the quarterfinals. How does it feel to uh, have so much success recently? Yeah, it's uh, just amazing. We started uh, playing together maybe two months ago, so in the first tournament, yeah, we found a little bit our rhythm now and um, played pretty good at King of the Court event and now we, yeah, we kept our rhythm here and uh, yeah, we just beat a really good team and we're 
really happy with their performance and with the result already. About the yeah, we want to to make it to the semis now. So, how did you guys link up originally? How did you guys meet? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I think uh, the Swiss beach volleyball uh, circuit's not too big, so everybody knows each other. Uh, but uh, my former partner was injured, Nico Vela, and then uh, we had some practices together, and we we found, uh, like we we already saw that it's working really well together, and that we have a good uh, relationship on the court, and that we have like the same uh, the same attitude on the court, and I think that's what's also a big part of our success now, because we just uh, we just try to go all in every time and. Uh, risk a lot and then uh, we'll see what happens so yeah I think so any plans that. for the future already or are you just focusing on uh, this tournament one game at a time yeah we're just focusing uh, on that tournament and then uh, yeah the short season is over so we start uh, preparing for next season and uh, yeah our biggest goal is uh, to to play good at the continental cup next year so that's what uh, we are preparing for that winter all right perfect thanks guys thank you yeah, well, we, I did. I wrote a story on them uh, this week. Talked to them a decent amount. Yeah, King of the Court champions, and learned a little about their history. They haven't been together that long, uh, but yeah, Marco Marco Kratinger, man, he is a, he is an athletic beast at the net. He should not be able to jump that high for someone that tall. And and looking at that, their seed twenty five, take a fifth. That's that's always good progression. And uh, Hendrik Moll, Matthias Benjamin, Norway, Vikings, two, fifth. That's the first time Vikings or Norway have got uh, two teams in the top 10 since 97. Yeah, they beat, uh, they beat Karen Bula and uh, Jakob Windisch, mm -hmm. who was the last minute replacement for Enrico Rossi uh, right before the tournament. I, I was talking to Windisch and he said, uh, I've been training this whole summer from June with the Italian national team at my usual partner Samuele Cottafava in Forna, which is in between Rome and Naples. And we were training well because there was there weren't tournaments, so we were training just like in winter. And yeah, we trained well, and I'm happy to can play now and to perform. And I'm happy that I'm playing well until now. <laughs> uh, so, what were you doing when you uh, got the call that you have to rush to? Uh... <laughs> Well, first of all, I, uh, I called my coach because we aren't in the same uh, in the same staff team, and so I asked uh, the coach, which then asked the, the national federation, and they told me that it's okay. And the day after, I was on a flight to Riga, and that was on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. Sunday. No, uh, no, the call came on Sunday evening, and on Monday afternoon, I was wow. on the plane. So really tight turnaround. Yeah, it was really. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so I, I mean play the tournament off obviously but what's up uh, what's up after that what's next uh, next week I'm going to play the under 22 European Championship in Izmir in, in Turkey and well let's hope that the European Championship the under 22 goes well as two and who are you playing with uh, yeah. I'm playing with uh, Alberto Di Silvestre which isn't my <laughs> usual teammate because my team is a year older than me and can't play and, but with Alberto, I got second in the last year's under 21 World Championship, so we hope to do well again. So three partners in like, what, two weeks? Three in weeks? Three weeks. <laughs> three, weeks. Three, three, three weekends of tournament, three different partners. Yeah. But I like it, I like playing, so whoever I play with, I like it. 
Well, there you have it. That was fun to, to do a, a live uh, A-Space podcast. First one that we managed to do um, at sitting a, a metre apart <laughs> on a big sofa in Latvia. Um, three in a row for the Vikings is something special. First time since the Lassiger brothers from Switzerland in the 90s. Uh, and then legends, uh, Ryan De Nimmerdorf and Richard Scholar from the Netherlands in the 2000s. The Vikings have uh, taken this to another level and maybe it's the start of big things to come for Switzerland's Jana Heydrich and the Nick Vershey Dupree because they've been knocking on the door for a while after a fourth of the World Tour Finals last year and a win in the Four Star in Moscow as well. Yeah, it's too bad because it feels like we're talking about like the start of a season. Unfortunately... We're going to have to wait a little while before we see anyone play some beach volleyball again. But this season's a sprint, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> Just a sprint, but I think at the same time we can be really thankful for the CV for uh, getting this done, let's put it that way, and doing a phenomenal job at just getting volleyball back internationally um, at an international level where players can come and compete. You could see the happiness and the appreciation, I think, from everyone and the gratitude. Yeah, everyone's happy to be playing beach volleyball on the beach. And so if you guys want to see, we have highlights of all the matches on our channels. There's a couple of full matches you can watch from the earlier rounds. If you want to watch um, the full matches from the later rounds, head on over to Eurovolley.tv. You can watch those. Um, yeah, and give our uh, beach volleyball pages some love because we all love indoor, but sometimes people, uh, <laughs> sometimes the beach social media doesn't get quite as much. You're talking to a guy that loves both. Um, but, but yeah, keep, uh, everyone keep raising the profile of this great game. It's a great sport and uh, we're lucky to have it. Lucky to, uh, all right, guys. Thanks for joining us today on the A-Space. 